0: Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you and God bless you. of the Lord in this place, don't you?
1: For you, I hunger. It's you and you only got all that I want. It's all that you are, all that I'm needing, all that I'm seeking, all that.
0: you god we hunger and thirst for you. And Jesus told the Pharisees, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. He said, I didn't come for those that were well, I came for those that were sick. The reality is that we're all sick, but only some are willing to admit they're sick. The reality is we all are in need of a Savior. We all have needs. Amen. And some people aren't willing to admit that. But I do believe that there's a deep cry of hunger from somebody in the house tonight. Amen. And you can have your need met. If you'll stand with me for the reading of the word, I'd like to turn to Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6. Familiar uh, passage of scripture, Jesus teaching on the Mount. So what's commonly referred to as the Beatitudes, and Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Amen. What a promise from God. For they shall be filled. If you're hungry and thirsty, after righteousness, you will be filled tonight. Can we lift up our hands one more time before we're seated? Before we go into the word of the Lord. Thank you God for your presence, your glory is in this place. We feel your anointing God, the anointing that destroys the yoke. As Pastor Nate was talking about God, the anointing God. Lord, that can break every chain that can heal, God, that can deliver and set free. But we just got to give you the opportunity to do what you want to do. And I'm asking, God, that you would have your way in our hearts, God. Lord, we're empty and we're in need, God, of you to fill us up, Lord, with your presence. Nothing else will do, God. We require your presence, God. Hallelujah. Lord, the sustaining power of the Holy Ghost is in this place, God. I pray that you'd pour it out, God, for whosoever will. In Jesus' name. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Jesus.
1: Amen. And you can
0: see that in Jesus' name. Any anybody ever been hungry before? Did you hate it when you went to the refrigerator to to the cupboard when you were a kid and you didn't like anything you saw, so you told mom and dad you were hungry. And they said, Well there's bologna in the fridge. Well, no, I'm not hungry for that. And what was their response? Well, then I guess you ain't hungry. Right? (laughs) That was so aggravating. Yes, I am hungry. But I don't want that. Well, when you get hungry enough, you'll want that. Right? Anybody been there before? The hunger and thirst, as Jesus was talking about here in this passage To have a starving of spirit. A parched and dying thirst. A starving spirit, parched soul, craving after the righteousness that Jesus is talking about. But there's something more that Jesus is saying here. Righteousness means all righteousness. Uh The true believer is starved and parched for all of what God has. Amen. Not just picking and choosing, amen, as we just mentioned, well, I want this, but I don't want that. That doesn't look good to me. I, I don't think I want that as part of my diet, but Jesus is talking about if you're really hungry and thirsty for righteousness, it's all righteousness. Right. Come this on. is shown by the peculiar Greek words that he uses, usually the verb for hunger and thirst are used uh, simply meaning a person sometimes feels a, a little bit of hunger or a little bit of thirst. Uh, Uh, like a midnight snack or something. You know, like some peanut brittle or or maybe going to the kitchen as Colleen did last night. Who knows what she was doing in the kitchen, but it smelled good. And it was after uh, 1 o'clock in the morning she was in there. Just a little snack. (laughs) Well, you may not like it, but I'm still preaching truth. (laughs) But Jesus is talking not about a snack. Jesus is talking... In this Sermon on the Mount, he's using the other Greek word for hunger and thirst in the accusative case, which means it's very uh, unusual to use it in this term, and it, it means a, a hunger and a thirst for the whole thing, for all of righteousness, not just titbits. This is significant because it means that the promise of a filled life is conditional. It's conditional person must starve and thirst for all of it if he wishes to be filled with all of the fullness of life that Jesus promises. Amen. Some of you wonder why you feel stuck in a rut sometimes. It's because you're only so willing to go so far in your relationship with God and you stop there. It's because you're not willing to move further. Amen. And obtain, obtain everything that he's got for you. Amen. It's a conditional promise. Who is blessed? The person who hungers and thirsts To be righteous and to do righteousness. You see, to do righteous things is not enough. To be righteous is not enough. Both are essential in order to be blessed. Many want bits and pieces of righteousness just enough to make themselves feel comfortable. Just enough to ease uh, the tension or or, or soothe their uh, conscience. Many will roll down the window and give a few dollars to the homeless man and think they've done their good deed for the week. There, there, is, there are some who stress being righteous but neglect doing righteous things. And this leads to a serious error, error, the error of false security, causing a person to stress that I'm saved and I'm acceptable to God because I, I once at one time believed in Jesus Christ. And, and he neglects continuing to act upon that belief daily. And he does not live as he should by both obeying God and serving others. Therefore, if it allows a person to go out and, and do what, whatever he desires, whatever she feels uh, secure and comfortable in their faith in Christ. And he knows that wrong behavior may affect his relationship with God and other believers, but he thinks that his behavior does not affect his salvation and his acceptance with God. It's a danger of false security. The problem with this, of course, is that it's false righteousness. Amen. The, the Pharisees, the doctors of the law, the religious leaders of Jesus' time, he could see right through them. He said, on the outside, it looks like you've got everything perfect. You're dressed to a T. You know the scriptures. You can quote them. You stand in the city corners and in the marketplaces and you, you pray out loud, big, bold uh, prayers. And so that everybody can hear you and pat you on the back. You sound the trumpet when you give in the offering. He said... But it's just fake, it's phony, because I can see right through you. Because right. on the inside of you, there's nothing but dead men's bones. Right, right, right.
1: It's not a matter
0: of living, amen, so others can can identify me as a Christian and I can wear my badge of honor. But God is looking for something more than that. He's looking on the inside of you. Is it a facade? Is it fake? Or is it real? The Bible speaks nothing about being righteous without living righteously. Right. Oh, we can all get to a place of comfortability where we know the Scriptures and we know how to look and act in front of other people. But God looks on the intent of the heart. God sees past what man sees. Amen. Then there are those who stress doing righteous things but neglect being righteous. And this leads to another serious error. The error of self-righteousness and legalism. It causes a person to stress that I'm saved and I'm acceptable to God because of the good things that I do. And so he works, so she behaves morally, keeps certain rules, regulations, does the things that a Christian should do and obeys the main laws of God, keeps the Ten Commandments, but neglects the basic law that God loves them and accepts them not because they do good, but because He, loved, because he loves and trusts the righteousness of Christ. Amen. There's only one sacrifice, yes, the yes. once and for all sacrifice that paid the price. There is nothing that we can do to ever live up to or earn our acceptance or favor from God. Amen. It it was Him that paid the ultimate price. A lot of people want to hang their hat on yesterday's sacrifice. All that they gave up to get into the church. That's great for yesterday. But God's looking at you today. What are you actively doing today? What are you giving today? Are you giving of substance today? Or are you faking it? Are you giving of abundance? Amen. The error of being... Judgmental and condemnatory then to others. A person who stresses that he is righteous or acceptable to God because he keeps certain laws often measures himself against others and begins to judge and begins to look at other people and how they live their lives. Instead of sticking his own nose in the book and looking at the mirror of the Word of God and seeing where he can improve, he begins to measure up well, I'm okay. I'm decent. I'm better than that person right there. They don't obey like I do. They don't give as much as I do. But God's not measuring you with somebody else. God has got His own rule book. He's got His own standard of measurement. And He's measuring you against the Word of God. If you're really hungry and thirsty for righteousness, you'll be hungry and thirsty for all of it. You'll be chasing all of it. Hallelujah. The problem with this, too, is a false sense of security. Again, righteousness in the Bible as It's both being right and doing right. The Bible knows nothing of being acceptable to God without being righteous in Christ Jesus. God made Him who knew no sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that we might become the righteousness of God. The answer to righteousness is not what most men think when they think of righteousness. When most men think of righteousness, they think of doing good deeds, good works, helping the fellow man. As man walks through life, he faces appeal after appeal for help. And he helps. And he feels comfortable with himself because he's helped. He feels his good deeds have made him acceptable before God. But the Bible is not saying that men never do good. It is saying that men are not righteous, not perfectly righteous within their hearts. Christ does not say, blessed are the righteous. He says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Because according to Romans chapter 3, verse 10, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Do you have a hunger and a thirst inside of you tonight? It goes deeper than what just others can see on the surface. Do you really want to please God? Do you really want God to smile upon your life? Amen. You prove what you're hungry for by what you chase after. You prove what you're hungry for by what you're right. willing to eat. Right. Hallelujah. Man is not perfectly righteous. His chance of being righteous in and of himself is completely gone. We've already missed the mark. We're already imperfect. We've already missed out. But God. Yeah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Right. Amen. But God. And the sacrifice that He made. We've got an opportunity to repent of our sins. Right. To turn around. To hide ourselves in the righteousness of yes. Christ. Amen. So the question that each person needs to ask themselves is, how much am I seeking after righteousness? Am I seeking for just a little snack? Or am I seeking for more and more? Am I comfortable in my relationship with Christ? Or am I hungry for more? Come on. Because what Christ says is this, a person has to crave and thirst with a dying thirst after righteousness. Righteousness is the only thing that will fill and satisfy our most inner innermost need, food and drink will not do it. Any honest person knows that there's nothing anywhere in this earth that can meet the deep need for life deep down inside of us. Only Jesus can satisfy this deep, missing peace in us. Right. Only Christ can satisfy the hunger and the thirst. It's interesting, you might infer from what Jesus is saying here, that only those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. But Jesus didn't specifically say only those. Because Jesus also knows that you can be filled, though not for long, by other things. Jesus knows that you can feed yourself. And some of you have been doing it for a long time now. And if you can feed yourself, then the Lord will let you do it. If you don't need what He provides, He'll let you be your own provider. Amen. Amen. If you can provide for self... God will let you do it. But He gives us the opportunity to decide what we would like to do. But can I tell you tonight that God will not deny those who are hungry.
1: Right. Come on.
0: God will not deny those who thirst after Him. According to Matthew chapter 6 and verse 31. Jesus said, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? What, uh, what, what? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do... The heathen seek. The Gentile look after those things. Your heavenly Father knows what you need. Right. But seek first the kingdom of God uh-huh. and His righteousness. Yeah. And all these things will be added to you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, tomorrow brings its own trouble. Don't worry yourself about tomorrow. It will come soon enough. But your Father knows what you need. And can I tell you, if you're hungry, God will not deny your hunger. Hallelujah. Is there anybody who's hungry tonight for what God has for you? There's a woman in at Mark chapter 7, verse 27 and 28. You know the story. The Syrophoenician woman who came to Jesus, not even His child, on the outskirts, on the outside looking in. God will reach through time when it's not her time yet, he will reach through for somebody who is hungry. Can I tell you, God will not deny hunger. Please, God, I'm hungry. Please, I have a daughter who's in desperate need. She's vexed with the devil and I can't do anything about it. Please, God, you're the only one I know to turn to. Please help me. And Jesus doesn't say a word, but keeps on walking with his disciples. She comes again and says, please, please. And the disciples finally say, Jesus, would you just meet her need? Because she keeps on crying. If you'll just meet her need, she'll go away. She comes and worships Him, Scripture said. Jesus said it's not suitable to take children's bread and cast to the dogs. Amen. And what would normally turn you and I away, because we've been offended by God telling us no. And not just telling us no, but degrading us in front of others. Amen. What would turn most people away didn't turn somebody who was hungry and thirsty That's right. away.
1: That's she right.
0: said, God, you know what? That may be true. But even the dogs eat of the crumbs that fall from the master's table. In other words, I'm hungry, and I know that you will not deny those who are hungry, and I know that you look out for the hungry, and I know, God, that you have compassion for those who are hungry, and I know that you will feed the hungry. Even the animals you will feed. Amen. In that same passage of scripture in Matthew chapter six, He said, "Are not the sparrows? I look out for them. They don't gather in barns. They don't worry about what they're going to eat, and I will feed." even the smallest. Amen. Oh, wow. I will not turn away hunger. If you are hungry for me, I will fill you. I will oh, satisfy you. Amen. Here's a lady that knows as long as I prove that I'm hungry. As long as I don't turn around and walk out. As long as I stay here, I'll take just a few crumbs, God. I don't need the whole loaf. I don't even need a slice. Just a few crumbs will do because I'm hungry. Is there anybody hungry? Is there anybody desperate? Come on, do you have it inside of you? Hunger and thirst, after you, God. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. I wonder if we can lift up our hands right now and say, God, increase my appetite for you. God, increase my appetite for you. I want to hunger and thirst after you. Perhaps, God, I've been filled with other things. Perhaps my mind, God, has been scattered and I've been focused on other things. Perhaps I've been finding nourishment, although it's not really nourishment, but I've been filling my belly with things elsewhere. God, forgive me. God, increase my appetite for you. I want to hunger and thirst for the things that matter. I want to be filled with the things that matter. I want to take part in your promise, God. I know that you won't let people go hungry. Can I tell you, He'll feed you, nourish you, give you what you need, even if you're not His child.
1: Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus.
0: How much more will the Father give good gifts to His children? Yes. Matthew chapter 7 said, Jesus said, what are you worried about? Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone that asks, receives. And he that seeks, finds. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. He says, what man of you is there? Whom his son will ask bread, but he'll give him a stone.
1: Oh. Or if, there, if he
0: asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? He said, if you then, who are evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Show your Heavenly Father, give gifts to them who ask Him. In another passage, same passage of Scripture, another book, he says, How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? All you gotta do is ask Him, but you gotta be hungry for it. Some people come to church and say, well, God, if you want to do something with me tonight, then you'll do it. God doesn't honor that because that's not faith. God will not force himself on anybody. He's looking for somebody who's desperate inside, who's willing to admit it, who doesn't care what so-and-so thinks. Because you didn't come for the crowd, but you came to be filled with his presence. Is that anybody in the house tonight? Because if that's your attitude, you will be filled to overflowing. God. Had she walked away too early, she'd have proven that she wasn't hungry enough. If you can be filled by something else somewhere else, then by all means, God will allow you to do that. He always allows you the opportunity to walk away, as did the rich young ruler who came to Jesus. And he was interested, and he was hungry for a little snack. But he wasn't hungry enough, proven by hanging his head in sorrow and walking away sad when Jesus challenged him to give everything up and come follow me and you'll inherit eternal life. He was hungry for a little snack. He wanted to see the menu. He wanted to see what was offered. He wanted to evaluate the cost, see if it was worth it to him, but decided in the end I'm not going to eat here because I'm not that hungry. If it costs me my independence, then it costs too much. Oh, God, don't let that be your story here tonight. Come on, if it costs me my independence, it's worth it all. If it costs me my questions, it's worth it. If it costs me my doubt and fear, it's worth it. If it costs me having control, it's worth it. Is that your prayer tonight? Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody lift up your hands and say, God, I'm hungry and thirsty for what only you can provide, Jesus. Oh, God, it's your promise and your word. You will not turn away, God. Those who are hungry and thirsty. (laughs) Hallelujah in the Scripture. Mark chapter 8, verse number 1. From whence can a man satisfy these in the wilderness? The disciples asked Jesus, how in the world could we feed all of these people? The multitude being very great, the Bible says, having nothing to eat, Jesus called His disciples unto Him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude. Why? Because they've been with me for three days and have nothing to eat. Jesus is concerned about those who are hungry. Uh-huh. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they'll faint in the way. For many of them came from far. Jesus will not let you go hungry. Oh, God.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Hallelujah. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy all of these here in the wilderness with just this bread here? And Jesus asked them, Well, how many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. And He commanded the people to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave to His disciples set before them. And they did eat before the people. And they had a few small fishes. And He blessed and commanded them also before them. And so they did eat and were filled, verse 8 said. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. Jesus will not deny your hunger. Hallelujah. Is there anybody who is hungry? I feel, such a, I feel such a drawing from the Spirit of God. I know it's different. I know you're expecting me to turn flips and, and wow you, but I'm not here with some special revelation. I'm just telling you, if you're desperate for God, He will meet your need. I'm telling you, God will not deny you if you're hungry, but you can't sit there and act like you're good. I'm good to go. I don't need anything that He has. Come on, let Your attitude, God will let you walk out these doors and feed yourself. But if there's a hunger inside of somebody, God will fill you tonight. If you're thirsty, God will meet your need. Come on, the living water is here that will overflow. Come on, somebody, if you're hungry and thirsty. Come on, lift up your hands and say, God. Oh, everything else is sinking sand. God, I've got to find a firm foundation upon the solid rock. Jesus is the rock in the wilderness that flows. Come on. From that rock flows living water. Jesus said, out of your belly or out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Jesus is wanting to do that for somebody tonight, but you got to be desperate Oh! I'm asking the church uh, right now, as Jesus asked, he's getting his followers engaged now. He said, I don't want those people who are lost uh, to go away and faint because of their hunger. And what did he do? He turned to his disciples and said, what do you have? Church, you've got something in your hands uh, that some people in this house need. Don't you dare keep it to yourself. uh, But you better give it to Jesus to break up and use and multiply in this house uh, so that somebody can be fed uh, with the living Word of God. uh, So that somebody can have... Come on, it's your faith that can ignite a spark in somebody tonight to receive what they need from God. And Jesus activates his followers. It's time now. Come on, to use what you have. Come oh, on, Jesus. Hallelujah. So they did eat and the field. You will not leave empty or unsatisfied when you're hungry for the presence of God. So I'm asking you tonight, how hungry are you for God? Do you want just a little snack? And are you willing to just go about your routine your business because you know all about church and you've been raised in church and you've been in and out of church and there's nothing that you can hear from a preacher that you've not already heard? Hear me tonight. There's no special revelation. God is trying to reach you right now. If you'll just hunger and thirst after what matters, you will be filled. My God, you've been empty for so long. You've been beating your head against the wall. You've been wondering where your help's coming from. I'm telling you, if you lift up your hands and be honest and be real and have a moment of raw, the honesty with God right now, He will meet you right where you are. Come on, somebody. Come on. You will be filled. I'm telling you, you will be filled. You'll leave here satisfied. You'll leave here with joy overflowing in your heart.
1: Ah. Matthew
0: chapter 4 tells us Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus afterward was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Christ was tempted by the devil to use his own personal power for his own personal gain. His own personal authority for his own personal needs. But Jesus proved by example, that's not the way to do it. Because the easy way out is to trust self to provide for self. You've been doing that for a long time now. Yet you're not content in your heart because you've been eating cotton candy. God desires to satisfy the deep down longing in your soul. Jesus turned the devil away and said, It's not bread, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live. Jesus understood the easy way out is to trust myself to provide. There's no life in this, because without the word of God, you will surely die. There is no life in providing for self. The way of faith takes time. It takes patient endurance. But the way of the flesh is easy. Oh, come on. If He'll feed the birds of the sky because they're hungry. If He'll feed the man of God, the prophet Elijah, with the birds. Amen. The birds will carry food to Him simply because the man of God is hungry. And Jesus knows the journey ahead. Come on, somebody. We're living in a dark and desperate world right now. You better fill up with Jesus Christ. You better fill up with a nourishment that only comes from God. You better stop going back to that cotton candy that will leave you desolate and depleted when it's time. Come on, when it's time to be awake and aware, when it's time to to be up with Jesus, to be looking out. Come on, you're going to miss it all together like the five foolish virgins Come on. that didn't have enough in their tank. Come on, you better feed yourself with what only God can provide. David allowed to break into the tabernacle, break the law, and take of the showbread that was only reserved for the priest. Why? Because he was hungry. God will not deny somebody who's hungry. God will not deny somebody who's hungry. God will not deny somebody. Who's hungry if a man is caught stealing because he is hungry according to the book of Proverbs chapter 6 verse 30. Give him a slap on the wrist. Big deal. God will not deny somebody who's hungry. You're not going to get your life taken away for that if you steal because you're hungry. I'm telling you, God, He looks out for and respects those who are hungry. Come on, if you will admit that you're hungry, if you will deny, if you will deny your other cravings, if you will deny your ugly, otherworldly lusts that get you nowhere. Come on, if you will deny all of that and you come to Christ with lifted up hands and surrender your heart to him, you will be filled. Uh, God, the question is. What are you hungry for tonight? Come on, lift up your hands, somebody. Come on, there's a yearning in this place. Come on, there's a drawing. I believe deep's calling the deep tonight. I believe the Lord is trying to get somebody's attention. Come on, he's trying to awaken you. He's trying to arrest your focus right now. Come on, would you lift up your hands and say, God, hallelujah, I'm ready, God, to receive what you have from me. Oh God, you will not deny. You will not deny. Somebody who's hungry? Is there anybody hungry? Is there anybody hungry? Is there anybody hungry? Is there anybody anybody desperate? Is there anybody starving of thirst tonight? Come on walk this journey with God. I don't deny that you love God, that God loves you. I don't deny that you have a prayer life, that you talk to God, and God talks to you. But Jesus told Nicodemus, He said, except you be born again of the water and the Spirit, you cannot see heaven. You cannot enter into heaven. If you've not been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, that's what Jesus stood up and declared in the temple in John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, when He cried out, He that believeth on Me, come on, out of His belly will flow rivers. Come Come on, if you want to be filled to overflowing, you've got to lift up your hands and surrender and say, God, I've myself of myself, and I want to be filled with the fullness of God. I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. Come on, can you lift your hands and say, fill me up, God. Fill me up, God. Oh, come on. Oh, God, satiate my thirst. Oh, God, satisfy that longing deep down. What are you hungry for? Come on. What are you thirsty for? Aren't you tired of the way you've been living, man? Come on. It's time to surrender your heart to God. It's not by accident that you're here tonight. Jesus drew you here by His power. Come on. It's not by happenstance that you're here tonight. Jesus drew you here tonight. Jesus has the answer for your weary soul. Come on. Release your worship to Him right now. Release your worship to Him. My God, you, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight. Come on, you can be refilled with the Holy Ghost tonight. Oh God, if you open up yourself to the Master, He will fill you. Would you stand up to your feet? Come on, I believe that there's a call. There's a call of prayer right now. I believe that we've ended in plenty of time. You've got plenty of time to respond to the message. You've got plenty of time to answer the call of God in your life. The question is, what are you hungry for? Are you satisfying yourself? Or do you want what God has for you? Would you come? With every eye closed, every hand lifted in the building. If you're unsatisfied, come on. This is for you. God knew you'd be here. Would you step out of your, would you step out of your chair? Come on, would you make up your, make up your mind? Would you come to the front? Would you lift up your hands? Would you say, God, I'm desperate. I'm in desperate need for you right now. Fill me with you. Fill me with your presence. Come on, Jesus. We'll fill you up. Jesus will fill you up, but you gotta be desperate for it. You prove what you're hungry for by what you want to eat. You prove what you want by what you want You prove with your actions, not just what you say with lip service, but you prove by what you act in obedience to the word of God. When you do that, you prove, God, I'm hungry for you and all of you. I want nothing less than all that you have for me tonight. Jesus 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 our Fight up please god you'll make us Increase my hunger an an to you, God an Lord May I have an 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 an